Bound by Books, a podcast across the across the romance genres for authors and readers and wannabe writers and people of like mind. So today I am today I'm joined by a wonderful author and friend, Stella Price. I am Mary Amorea, and we are going to be talking today about conventions and convention season. Um, those of you who don't know it, um, Stella is a, an event coordinator and has been one for a, a decade plus. And if there's anybody who knows the ins and outs of, of what to expect at a convention, what you as, a, as an author should, should expect and what your responsibilities are, um, it's Ms. Price. So I'm going to turn it over to you. And Stella, thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. It's a wild, wild day, but I think we'll be doing good today. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Pluto is in retrograde, so I am girding my loins. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about you and about how you got started, you as an author, you as an event coordinator, and what you, the little pearls of wisdom you've gleaned over the years. Okay. Um, well, me as an author, um, I've been publishing since I think 2006. Uh, so I've been in this game a long time. Um, when I started, it was crazy. It was, um, you know, New York published or small press published. There was no such thing as indie. Um, and if there was, it was very much looked down upon. Um, in order for you to be taken seriously, you had to be with a publisher. And of course, there was always the slings and arrows of, well, this publisher is more popular than the other publisher. So we don't like this or we don't like that. And um, it came into play. Yeah, it's very catty, very catty women's women's craziness. And I never enjoyed it. I just wanted to write. Um, I started writing with my sister. And um, we published with one publisher um well our first book got picked up by a publisher it took six months for it to get out it was a short story um in that time frame we got picked up by another publisher and that one came out before it um it was kind of crazy the original publisher um to this day i have horrible horrible you know feelings about they were absolutely horrible to us they did a, a they didn't like uh several things that in in the editing situation um for us which was not fun um i remember my now most guys don't know my sister is in scotland she was raised in scotland she is uk all the way um and so she writes very uk um and while i'm here in the states and everything um most of our characters together take place in the uk and on the continent so when this book was published, um, the editor had a problem with some of the wording 
Um, and she never said that it was because of UK versus US, you know, spellings or ideas or anything. She just told us that we were wrong. Oh, wow. So she didn't uh-huh. explain it. Nope. Nope. She was uh, wrong. Communication. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and so uh, my sister getting you know, into it with the publisher, like, uh, no, I live here. This is, this is right. (laughs) This is, this is correct. And this is exactly how this character would speak in this situation in this country. Um, after that, the publishers were very, very, very spiteful. Um, the, the book was pretty much hidden, um, on their website. Um, in six months, that book got three sales, um, it wasn't involved in any of their promos or anything like that. And I started to see that there was a lot of favoritism in the industry. And I remember we had written our uh, a one, one book, our, our Snake Shifter book, and they didn't want it, which is cool. You know, whatever. They had first rights refusal. It was fine. Um, we sent it to another publisher and that publisher was ecstatic about it. They loved it. They love the out idea of, the of it and out of the right box out of the box at the time. Yep. Yes. And we were told by the first publisher that we should be very careful on who we publish with because not everyone was as reputable as they were. And I realized right then that the hierarchy in this industry was absolute bubkis. Um, flash forward to um, a year later, um, we decided we were going to go to uh, Romantic Times. And maybe explain to our our listeners what Romantic Times is. So Romantic Times was, because it is not anymore. Uh, Romantic Times was a, the biggest romance convention in the world. Um, They got all the awesome authors and all authors, everyone wanted to be there. It was Aside from uh, from RWA's, you know, national chapter um, convention, it was the place to be seen, to find an agent, to find a publisher, um, to find readers. It was the place. It was um, a and, mecca. I went yes. once. I know. And it was expensive as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. And our first year that we went, um, we did everything in our power to be um, present and, and, and accountable there to be seen. Um, and it was great. We did really well, um, except for the fact that during the signing time, we were only allowed to have 20 copies of our books. And we sold through those 20 copies in 19 minutes. Wow. Well, and we did really, it was amazing. We were both so proud of ourselves and everything. And you should, and RW, I mean, uh, RT Book Lovers Convention was no joke. No, it wasn't. It was a big thing. And uh, so second year, she couldn't make it, but I went. And again, we were limited on the amount of books that we could bring with us because it had to do with um, the Barnes and Noble that they were working with, um, only ordering a specific amount of books. Your books had to be involved in um you know full distribution all that stuff like it you know like you know like publisher style stuff which was fine um and again which we should we should probably mention that with a lot of conventions when you're having your having a um the book signing portion of the convention it usually traditionally had always gone through a bookseller a bookseller yes it did yes. and and that was fine you know um 
but the smaller authors, the smaller, um, the smaller, small press authors and stuff were limited on the amount of books. Now you've got authors there who have a decent backlist that are, you know, New York published that have, you know, 30 and 80 copies of each book that they have. You know, they're not going to sell through that, but you, the, you know, the bookseller ordered them and they have these like literal like stacks of books next yeah. to them. Yeah, and and it's it. great. It's cool. But it also screwed the rest of us because we were only allowed to bring a certain amount. And that was the year that um, my Wear Snake novella with my sister came, no, novel with my sister came out. Um, it had been um, on the front page, on the front tables of Barnes and Noble. Um, it had sold in one week's time on Barnes and Noble's front uh, front uh, table, 559 copies. It was awesome. I was so proud of us and everything. So that year, we were going to have that. I was only allowed to have 20 copies. I sold through them in seven minutes. Had to sit there for three hours with nothing on my table. And back in the day, there was no such thing as QR codes where somebody nope, could order and so forth. It was, it was basically brick and mortar. Yep. And uh, so when I, you know, I went through all that and everything, I went and found the convention director and I said, look, I said, I, I said, this is an amazing opportunity for everyone. But the amount of money that we're all spending on it, we should all have the same opportunities. And these bigger authors shouldn't have millions upon millions of books sitting next to them if you don't think that they're going to sell them. It's 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 pageantry, and and the rest of us who spent the exact same amount or more to be here are not able to recoup any of that through their sales because of the fact that you have to limit us. Well, she didn't like that. She didn't like it at all. And um, you know, she's like, well, if you don't like it, then you don't have to come back. I said, all right challenge accepted. So um, because I'm a spiteful person, I decided to start another event. Um, and that event was going to be 100% uh, fair for everyone, for every single author that came. It was not going to be something where, you know, somebody was put over somebody else, because I am a firm believer that it doesn't matter how much money you make today, tomorrow you could fall down that ladder. And you could not be in that same spot anymore. And That's very true. We're, we're all, us as authors, we are all subject to consumer whim, to, to trend, to right. economics. I mean, look at the boom that happened for authors over uh, the whole year that we were all confined because of COVID. I mean, yep. book sales went through the roof because, you know, nothing new was on television. No new movies were being made. And people were stuck inside. So, you know, it's like, what did they do? They started reading again. Started reading again. And, yep. You know, and a lot of us, and I know that you organized some of it where we, we actually gifted, made our books free, you mm -hmm. know, for, for some people, you know, well, not for some people, for, for, uh, for everyone, but you know, for certain periods of time. And yep. it was, uh, it was a phenomenal year. I was really surprised at how, at how, how much reading yes. people did. Yeah. But, but, um, the first, this, this convention that morphed out of the gauntlet that was thrown down <laughs> at RT back in the day, I'm assuming 
that that was the birth of Authors After Dark. Correct, it was. Um, myself, um, another author, Jacqueline Frank, I'm sure some of you guys know her. She wrote uh, the Nightwalker series. She's a, a lovely, amazing woman. Um, her and I got together and um, with Bianca Dark as well. Um, we came love up Bianca. with the idea, <laughs> me too. I love Bianca. She's one of my favorite people. Um, but we came up with the idea of putting something together that would be fair for everybody. And, and it was. It's over a decade later. Yeah, it, yeah. It's over a decade later, and Authors After Dark um, gave birth to how many different events now? Was Authors After Dark for a four. while? Four. Yeah. Four. It's been, it's been, there's been four different iterations of it. Uh, sometimes we had two events in a year. Sometimes we didn't have, like, the, let's call a sip, uh, 2017 um Myself, a bunch of other authors, and a bunch of readers went to Scotland, Scotland <laughs> for for ten days, which was kind of awesome. Yes, um, that was really cool because it was also um, the twentieth anniversary of Harry Potter, which was awesome. Um, that was definitely definitely a, a fun thing. So we got to do a bunch of Potter stuff, which was pretty nice. Um, so let's let's talk about the structure of your uh, of not just Authors After Dark, but um, the events that it, that it gave birth to, which the current one now is Literary Love. Correct. Right? Yes. And so let's talk about the structure and what you, how you put it together. I don't mean the minutiae of <coughs> hotels and so forth. Oh, yeah. That's so always a problem. The authors don't need to know that. Although maybe they do because then they, they, may, they might. Yeah, I think they do need to know that. You know, yeah, let's, they you do. Know, but but um, the, what you do for authors, what you do for readers, and how you how you always make it equitable and fair, and that divitude is never allowed. Never. And uh, <laughs> you know, so that's something that has to be has to be explained. And also, um, I can give my my opinion because I am a veteran of your events. Correct. So let's take it. Let's take it from the top. Let's. Um, we had we have authors after dark and the iterations and now we are at literary love which is now going to be in its what its fifth year fifth year yeah fifth yeah, year fifth year and it is it is in this July nineteenth it starts yep, July, it's in July twentieth yep, yep July twentieth to the twenty fourth in Savannah Georgia um, it is with all of my events it is reader focused reader friendly <clears throat> because. I don't believe that authors should be exalted as the be all end all, because again, and I'll say this before and I'll say it more times before this is over. Where you are on that ladder does not mean that's where you're going to stay. It's not about your ego and it's certainly not about how much money. you make. No, it's about the readers. It's about the readers and it's about producing a product that they are going to a by B, continuously support, and C, remember that those three things, um, a lot of authors these days, just they're, they're not interested in because a lot of them are just interested in, in the, you know, the, the money aspect of, you know, hitting up that transient reader that's going to read, that's going to say, okay, yeah, it was cool, and then go to the next thing, because that is, that's where, that's where a lot of people are, and that's okay. Um, the event like this is not for everybody. It isn't. And I tell people that all the time. If your focus as an author is not to create a community that is going to see you through the lean times, career this readers. event is not for you. Yep. Career readers, the one clickers, super fans. This is yes. the place where 
you make those 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 types of readers can be met and can be cultivated and can be embraced yes embraced there's 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 a big difference between a signing and a convention and i think we need to explain that to everyone first off signing is three to four hours behind a table one day one day it is you sitting there while somebody walks up to you um Nine times out of 10, you have to give them a 30-second elevator pitch, even less than that, seven-second yeah, elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. And the possibility of selling a book at a regular three- to four-hour signing is about 42%. And that fluctuates up or down depending on how many people are there and how many people that are there are looking for new authors. That's a big problem because... Signings are costing two, three, four hundred dollars for a table, which yes. is madness. Yeah, absolutely three hours. Yeah, madness. I look at it as as an author, and I always have. When I look at a signing that's coming out, and I see how much it's going to cost, I say, okay, can I realistically buy this table for the signing, or half table, or whatever it is? And make back the money, the sitting fee, which is the table fee, in the three to four hours that that signing is. Now, if it's a $250 table fee, that means I have to sell at $10 a book, 25 books. And I look at how popular and how much um, groundswell the event is getting with readers. If there is no groundswell, it means that there's going to be a few people at that event, and odds are they're going to be there for the big old, the big guys that are showing up. The possibility of me getting a sale off those people are about one in seven. And that's for pretty much any indie author, because these are transient readers that are literally coming in to buy specific books. They have a limited amount of money, a limited, a limited budget um, that allows them to attend these events, which is fine, you know, because we need we need both kinds of events. I'm not going to say we don't. We do. No, because the one the ones that are one day um, people will go to because it doesn't take up their whole weekend. It usually doesn't usually doesn't cost them too much skin in the game, if any. A lot of yeah. times these read, these events uh, that are single one day signing only um, are for uh, you could just kind of pop in and pop out. You don't have to pay for anything. Sometimes an event will have a VIP ticket where for twenty dollars, you know, or twenty five dollars, the reader can get a bag with lots of goodies and things like that. And they get priority to walk the room ahead right. of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's usually packed with hundreds of authors. You know, you know, hundreds and everybody is trying to fight each other for that one person, right? That one in seven that's going to come through and make other choices outside of what they they're there for, right? And that is unacceptable to me. Yes, and I've been through, I've been to those, and if you're there with with author friends, you can make it. You can like double it, uh, double up on it and make it like a, a networking thing for yourself with other authors. Um, or you could do um, 
uh, do brainstorming or make it a little mini writer retreat because chances are if you're going to this thing, it's not in your hometown. You're still going to have to get a hotel and you're still going to have to transport yourself there. Well, and the other so, side of that is, is that signings, event signings, they don't encourage readers to stay around afterward. They just don't. Um, you know, I mean, I, I have an event that's coming up next year overseas and, um, I was asked, you know, we were asked in the group, well, what do you guys want to do? You know, blah, 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 after this and everything, do you guys want to do a party? And I'm like, well, um, personally me, I plan on spending, you know, meeting up with readers that I know that are there that and going for dinner. Well, readers don't really hang out after the event. I'm like, good God, why? I'm like, do, do you discourage that? Because if that's what you do, if that's how it's going, I don't think this is an event for me because anything that I go to, I want to spend time with any breeders that come through to see me. I want to forge those relationships. And that's why the conventions are different because the focus on it is about that connection between the reader and the author. Yes. And, there, and I'm not going to say that every author is this person. Because there's a lot of authors that do not have it in them um, for whatever reason, whether it's medical or whether it's mental or whether it's a, a personal life choice that they don't want to spend time with the people that, that are spending the money on them. Okay, that's great. This is not an event for you. Right. There's Some authors that are somebody, not involved right. at Somebody all. who suffers from, you know, like like debilitating shyness or yeah. are so introverted that that, that it's coming, you know, actually interacting with readers outside of a three-hour signing would just debilitate them to the point where they, they, they can't function. Those are, those yeah. are the, the, this is the, the events that you, you do. I mean, I look at myself as a extroverted introvert. Okay. I'm introverted in that I, uh, I don't easily interact with people, but yeah. I force myself to, and I have turned myself into a extrovert when it comes to these events to be with the readers, because you have to be there. You have to give them face time. You have Correct. to make sure that they know you on site, you know, and then, then you'd be surprised. These readers, they come back year after year after year because the experience is so enjoyable for them. And, and, I, and I, I give all the credit to you for that because you do put on a, a, a fabulous event. So, I think we should get into the nitty gritty of that. Well, when, when we started setting up this event, my focus was to be a place where we could be a full community because what RT was lacking was um, there was a huge disconnect between the reader and, and, the, and, the, uh, and the author in general. Um, there was things for us to all do together. There was things that um, were just for authors. There were things that were just readers. And that's fine. And we do that as well. But the main disconnect of it was that certain authors felt themselves above the readership and certain authors were down in, in the pit, you know, of it, of the readership. Um, and I remember being at RT and uh, sitting with readers that I had just met at a table at like, I think it was the Vampire Bowl. And they were just like, oh, you know, I really wanted to meet so-and-so. And, you know, I went up to her to talk to her and she just completely blew me off. And knowing that, I, I, I didn't want to have an event where readers felt that way. Um, we cater at this event to what I call career readers. Yes. These are the readers that have been reading since God was a boy. 
They're the ones that their parents instilled this in them early. They're the ones that uh, in high school, um, they, they were already reading so far up. In middle school, they were reading high school level. In, in, in elementary school, they were reading middle school level. They, they, they have favorites from childhood that always come into play. Um, and you can talk to any of these readers and you're going to find out that Terry Goodkind is one of their absolute favorites. And Madeline Langle is, is just, you know, it's, it's everything to them. And you're going to, you're going to see that, um, char- like books like, um, Annette Curtis Klaus's series is, and, um, and, 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 uh, uh, Orson Scott Card, all of these things that, you know, all these books that define them. It's not, it's not. They, they weren't reading um, because it was school, you know, appropriate and or, you know, mandated, mandated reading. They were reading because it was important to them because and they, it was their form, their choice of enjoyment. Exactly. You know, the book nerds. That's what we were all yes. called when we were in yeah. school, the book nerds. And, yeah, the book nerds. You know, and, you know, it, it was hurled at us at the time as a slur. Yes. It's a badge of honor now. Yes, it's not just because I'm an author or because you're an author and an event coordinator, but because we are of the same ilk as the career readers that come to the events like Literary Love. Correct. And there is, I mean, there are different kinds of readers. There's the career reader who have been reading since God was born. There are the new readers who started reading because of a specific book that got popular, like Twilight. And that's good too, because those people have found their way into this community. And they've realized that while it wasn't pushed on them it wasn't it wasn't given to them early they do have that love and they are willing to try everything absolutely and and then you have you have the readers who um are transient readers and that's what i call them because they don't stick around in people's uh fandoms they don't stick around in or they do like they have one one fandom that they absolutely love but everything else they read is a fly by night does that make sense and that's okay too, because there there has to be um, room for everything. Because right. literature is not a static situation; it is ever evolving. And like I said, there's there's room for for signings and there's room for conventions. What what gets me is when people set up signings and call them conventions, because that's not what that is. No. A real convention, like what we do is three to four days. Like think Dragon Con, think Balticon, think PhilCon, think Aresia, think uh, I mean, any of the big events that are out there that are more than one day that there is absolutely insane amounts of programming and, and together time and community. That is what we have cultivated in this community as a reader event. Each year, this event evolves. <laughs> that is the easiest way to say it. It evolves um, to what we think we're going to need for the for the next year. Um, we do crazy stuff at this event. I mean, we've had we've had the hotel that we do it in um, now because we've become a stationary event. We used to we used to travel around. Uh, we become a stationary event. The hotel that we're in now, um, we've put giant inflatable slides in the atrium and had like just crazy open bar and, and slide time. And these readers lost it. They thought it was amazing. 
we've done <laughs> yeah it was crazy and we, we've done falls and we've uh if we're, we're in savannah so we've done uh, a riverboat tour um we've done uh you know just crazy stuff that that you would do with friends that is what the focus is is trying to trying to create a community where you feel like you're with your people with your tribe on a I level to, i have to say uh, as as, as it, it, you're making it sound a little like it's chaotic but it's it, there it, there's there's order in the chaos yes there is always order in the chaos i i'm i'm a gemini and 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 i have um i have a focus on everything being fun and that everyone sees everything going on and it's just it's just this side of overwhelming but if you really sit down and look at it you can find how everything fits with everything else <laughs> well i mean there's the because i just got the little alert that says yeah. that we've only got nine minutes left oh no so, yeah <laughs> so let's uh let's let's define the um let's define the structure a little bit so that newbie authors who are looking to be able to say, okay, this is something that I would love to be able to do because yes, I want to have, a, I want to have a community of readers that are going to, you know, you know, give my fandom, a, a, a you know, a, a try, you know, yeah. that, that, that they're willing to read my books and give me a try to become a super fan for, of, of me too. So the structure, as I remember, is that, you know, after registration, there is a, a huge event um uh to welcome everybody and right. you know i'm gonna give it to you and you can take it from there <laughs> well there's the welcome event um some years the welcome event has a meal with it some years it doesn't depends on what we're planning for the full event um after the welcome in the room there's usually there's either one of two things we either do something as big as the um the slides in the atrium or um, authors get together and take people out on like hearse tours and stuff. It's crazy. The next day um, is mostly panels and parties um, geared towards um, different genres, different uh, different uh, subgenres, depending on what we're doing. There's usually a meal in there on sat on uh, for lunch. Um, sometimes there's a meal for dinner as well. Saturday um, included. Include, yes, everything's included. Yes. Um, and then Saturday is um, a definitely a brunch. Uh, every year there's always a, a, a brunchy lunch type thing, a three hour signing. And then after that, there's usually a ball or, um, or some other type of setup that we do um, to keep everyone together and hang out. Uh, the event itself is geared towards keeping you as the author and the reader occupied. But, uh, but not occupied in a, in a sense of busy work, more occupied in a sense of togetherness yes. um, with so many other things that you can do. And there's, there's events that are planned against each other. So if you don't feel like going to the book tea because you're not into, um, you know, historical, historical, fi historical fiction, you can go and do the bingo for shifters at the same time. And the readers, they, they are able to pick and choose what they love. And nobody feels like they're left out, I guess. Yeah. And I, I know that um, when you say that, you know, uh, authors will take readers to on a ghost toy or they'll go out to dinner or something. Those are advertised 
in a Facebook group that is dedicated specifically to the event. There's an author group and then there's a the attendee group. And the attendee group is where everybody who is registered to go, readers and authors alike, interact ahead of time so that there is enough promo, not just for, oh, this is my new book or this is my new series. Come buy my book. Come visit me at my table. No, it's not just that. It's for events that you are going to get together with other authors and put together in the off hours, you know, where if there's if there's a, a space in between when lunch ends and panels begin, which is always not a, not an awful lot of space, or if there's time in between where you don't have something scheduled, but there's a block of time, there's a there's a space for you to be able to do something. You could do an event that yep. is a private event, you yep. know, not private in the sense that it's exclusive, private in the sense that it's not on it's not on the formal schedule. So while you do have order in everything that you, you, you make allowed, you, you make available to the readers and to the authors to participate in, you do give readers and authors yes. flexibility to do other things as Correct. well to then cultivate and add to that community. Correct. And that is part of the reason why I come back year after year after year. And, you know, no event is without drama and no event is without its divas and it's, you know. But we, we, we push that down. We yes, we that have. Down. Our yes, first, the first thing I say at the welcome event is, is that you will leave your ego in your room because yep. nobody that is here is better than anybody else. We've all taken that road to publishing and, and to being there and to being here. How much money you make does not mean a damn thing to me and it should not mean a damn thing to you. When it comes down to it, all you should care about is being here and being with those readers. Yes. You have to make them the priority. For yep. It should <laughs> always, they should all, I mean, regardless, it should always be your priority anyway. You should always do everything you're doing, you know, Absolutely. with them in mind. But yeah, and because the they event, make our lives possible. Correct. And that's it. Exactly. They, they make our careers possible. And the event itself is actually one of the cheaper ones for everybody out there, even though it's days long. Um, readers are $200 and that includes this year because, because, uh, you know, inflation and everything, um, we're doing three massive meals this year. Um, authors are $300 to go and that includes their meals as well. It also includes their half table at the signing. And before anybody gets wild about, Oh my God, just a half table. It's plenty of space. It's more than enough space. I have over a hundred books. In, in print. And if I can do it on half a table, you guys can do it too. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a whole table to spread your shit out. You don't need a table, yeah. yeah. And, but the thing is, is by, that, by the point of the signing, there's no peacocking needed. You don't need to, you know, put lights around your table and be like, hey, look at me, look at me, come buy stuff. Because by that point, they're already invested in you. And they just come to your table and they buy stuff because they right. want to support you. And yes, that, because that, you spend... That is, they yeah. talking to them and they ask you about your books and they ask you about you. And yes, it, it's exhausting because you have to be bigger than life. You know, when you're with them and you always have to be on, you have to have a smile and you have to be positive and fun and so forth, but it pays off because it those does. readers will come to your table and they, they, they will buy. If you have five first in series and you are brand new to them, I have had people buy all five first in series and then go on to buy my other stuff, my other stuff. Correct. Every That's time cool. I come to this event, I sell out. But it's because it's, it's the um, quality of the reader that comes. They yes. are looking for that kind of 
um, experience. They are looking for new authors to sink their teeth into because they're the kind of people that are reading six and 12 books a week. Yes. They, they need something else. Yeah. So yes. they're constantly looking and as a, as a new author, and, and I can tell you right now, as a new author, um, the last two years, um, if you're a first-year author, out of those first-year authors, we had 89% of those first-year authors sell out by Saturday. Wonderful. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no one else does that. Can <laughs> people still register for the event? Registration is open until May 5th this year. And everyone's like, yes, but it's in July. Yes, but we have a lot to do with the hotel, make sure the food's ready and everything else. So we close in May and uh, the event, the hotel needs that much time in order because this, that isn't just, you know, three hours, it's days long. So how, um, they, how can they register if they're interested? They can register via the Eventbrite listing. Um, and you can find that uh I'm sure Marianne can put that on the listing on here, right? I can. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Or so. you can go on the Facebook um, website or you can go on the Facebook group, which is LLS 2022 colon book life. And they will be able to get the information from there as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I and will then, put it and, in the. And we I'll are put... open and we are, we have our registration and our author group open for 2023. Um, that registration for that doesn't open until April, uh, until August, but we have that open so the authors can start seeing exactly what we do because we have a primer. We have a 20 page primer that we give people to say, hey, we're not trying to be crazy, but these, and this, all this stuff is pretty much like it's duh stuff, but a lot of people need to read it. So. Okay. Well, we only did less than a minute. So I just want to say thank you to Stella and thank you for everybody for listening. And thank you. this is Bound by Books and I will put all the information in the comments. So bye-bye everybody. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.